Welcome to The Howler, your weekly look into the state of Wolfpack Athletics. Now let's go to your hosts, Ethan Barry and Madison Bell. Welcome to another edition of The Howler. Today is December... No, it's November. November. <laughs> it's November 15th, actually. It's wow. It's that point in the semester. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. Yup. <laughs> it really is. Ethan Barry here alongside Madison Bell. And we have a guest, Sam Banishevitz. Who just Sam Banishevitz. You just heard him there from the hockey team, NC State, taking on UNC next week in PNC Arena, the backyard brawl. We'd love to have you come out, join us. Five dollar donation at the door, and we wanted to have Sam on to talk about it. But first, I think we should talk about your season so far. You guys are off to a decent start. You scored six games, six goals. Wow, I'm you are today. struggling. <laughs> You scored six goals last week against Charlotte. Is that all you got, or? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was uh, it was a good game. Just uh, that game, you know, you always love to have them. The puck just bouncing your way. Everything you shoot just goes in. Um, it, it again just doesn't happen all the time. But uh, you know, it's just nice to have one of those games. It's only happened a couple times. Not not that many, but uh, um, they're just. Everything was going well. The line was moving well. Um, I think as a team, we were doing uh, pretty well for a little bit, except for that uh, about 10-minute lapse in the third period where we gave up three goals. But, uh, nope, I just was able to get some good shots off. Uh, Luis and Eric put me in good position. Um, we were just moving overall pretty well as a line. I feel like when y'all score a lot of goals in one game or, like, when you score six, I'm like, don't – like, I feel like I'm a parent, and I'm like, don't spend them all in one place. Like, yeah. don't spend it all in one place, Sam, because like. – No, nah, it was actually uh, really funny because the uh, – just from social media, a lot of my men's league guys heard about it, and um, I had a men's league game on Sunday night, and I didn't score a single goal. So <laughs> they were all like, oh, you I'm just, sure you just blew it all on Friday <laughs> night, huh? And I'm like, yeah. No, so I, it – it was a good game, you know, again, nice to have those uh, games every now and then, but it did, it'd be nice to have those games every game, but... Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, not too real. Yeah, it doesn't happen <laughs> like that. There's some games where, you know, you can take ten shots and five of them miss the net, three hit the goalie right in the chest, one hits a post, and the other one you whiff. So it's just... And then there's other games like Friday night where something weird happens and you get six, so... <laughs> We had Luis Jimenez on, your line mate, one of your best friends on the team probably. We had him on a couple weeks ago, and we talked about the chemistry you guys have on the ice. I mean, what do you what do you see out there on the ice with Luis? I mean, there's something special that you guys have from from our point of view. Um, I, I just think uh, we, we, both, we both grew up playing at a high level of hockey just – from the very beginning um i know he played juniors over in sweden uh he played uh, youth hockey back here as well uh for the junior hurricanes um i played for the east coast eagles just you know we've both been playing at high level hockey for a very long time and that's not to take away from any of the other programs in the raleigh area or where anyone else on our team has played but uh you know we we just both have a very similar mindset you know we're both very offensively minded uh coach will be the first to agree <laughs> that we're not the most defensively minded <laughs> players um that's why we don't really see too much penalty kill anymore <laughs> so um 
no, it, it's just awesome because it it works out in a way that you know if Luis scores a goal, I I usually end up getting an assist on it, or if I score a goal, Luis usually ends up giving getting an assist on it. So it, it just works out. We've been playing together since my sophomore year, so this will be our third year now. Oh, I'm starting to lose count of how many years I've been here. It's getting <laughs> it's getting up there. So, uh, but it's uh, you know, Luis is a great player. He's a great hot, um, yeah, great player and. I don't think this is going to be the last of him after this year. I think he's going somewhere. So, Cool. So you had mentioned earlier about how your line was just moving great against Charlotte. And we asked Luis about some of the new guys too. But how is this team different adding those new guys? How is this team different than it has been in the past? Um, I think this is the most freshmen or rookies we've had since my freshman year. Uh, we had a lot of guys come in my freshman year, um, myself included, Bieberdorf, Kristoff, Wing, uh, quite a few other guys. But, uh, you know, this year I think, I want to say like half the team is new new guys. So, and it, that's good it, just because you get a wide variety of players. You get, you know, get something new to work with. I think last year – we disappointed ourselves a little bit in the regular season by coming in fifth. Um, we weren't really expecting to do that, but I think the league as a whole got a whole lot better. So uh, I think, yeah, with the new guys coming in, it kind of just changes everything up a little bit, gives you a new perspective, um, new talent, and uh, you're just, you know, just hopefully keeps on rolling. You know, I think we're finally starting to pick up speed here. Um, you know, we got off to a kind of a little shaky start with that first uh, road trip uh, with the two losses against GW and Millersville that, you know, I think they're good teams, but, you know, I think those are games that we could have won. But uh, I think that just comes with um, the freshness of our team. So uh, now that we got our bearings kind of moving, I think we'll, we should be pretty good moving forward here, just looking to finish up the semester against uh, Wilmington on Saturday and UNC on Monday. Yeah, so you talk about Wilmington on Saturday, and then obviously the big game against UNC on Monday, November 20th at PNC. You guys played them last year. I mean, just how would you describe that game? Just um, the atmosphere, how you guys played? I've uh, been asked that question uh, a few times. Just uh, growing, being from North Raleigh and being a big Hurricanes fan, uh, being there in 2006 when they won the Cup, um, I know – PNC, it, like it's the back of my head, look back back when it was called RBC Center and the ESA. So just being able to play in a rink that I've probably been in more times than any other rink in Raleigh, um, you know, it's a pretty cool feeling. I, I go there to watch my favorite NHL team play, and it, it, change, it it's kind of a different view when you're on the ice and you're getting to play in front of a pretty big crowd. Um, we had 60, 6,100 last year, I believe, um, and – we're looking to get that uh, that number up a little bit more this year. Uh, I think our goal is 8,000, so that would be uh, pretty cool to see. So, I think it's definitely doable, 8,000 people. And, I mean, last year we were obviously there covering the game, but I would say people were still coming in through the entire first period. Absolutely. Yeah. People were, like, pouring in. And I was like, are the people going to stop yeah. coming? Like, I didn't want them to, obviously, but I was like, are they going to, like, 
Is and everybody then, ever going to sit down? I like, think part of the issue was they weren't expecting that many people. Oh, security was losing their mind. Because yeah. I think <laughs> the Duke and UNC game only had 1,500 people there the first time that they had that game. Right. So they were kind of expecting the same for State and UNC. And, <laughs> no, they were way yeah. off. So I, I remember uh, the yeah security over at PNC was uh, kind of running around a little bit trying to figure out more ways <laughs> to <do>? open <laughs> it up and – uh, get more sections involved. <laughs> I mean, I think that's going to help this year because I'm sure some people saw the line and probably left. So obviously, if they have that figured out this year, yeah, there's going to be more people, and obviously mm. more it's people. It's funny that you mentioned that. One of my men's league guys came and said they saw the line and just like, nope, I'm sorry, yeah. Sammy, <laughs> we're not going. <laughs> yeah. So I think we are going to open up two doors this year and maybe on the opposite side as well. So. Yeah. Um, I definitely think Hopefully it's realistic to fill up the upper bowl, or at least eighty percent of it. Lower bowl, yeah. Lower bowl, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no. Uh, it is. It's definitely. Uh, I think a little far fetched, but you know, it'd be awesome if that happens. I think uh, the lower bowl fits about uh, ten thousand. So I. I don't know if we'll be able to do all that, but I think eight thousand is at least a good start. And if we can just keep climbing yeah. from there, we're definitely trying to make this an annual event. Um, maybe uh, biannual as well. We might do another one next semester in January or February. Haven't really decided the date on that yet, but uh, doing our best to get that planned out too. So you guys obviously played in front of a ton of people. Have you ever played in that many in front of that many people? Not ever? in front of 6,100. No, that was, uh, yeah, that was uh, quite a bit. I remember people were like hype leaving that game. Yeah. Like it was a fun. It was game. insane. It was fun working. And it. I believe, um, if I remember correctly, you scored the game-winning goal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I didn't even realize that there was that much time left on the clock. There was only about like three and a half minutes yeah. left. It was a tie game. It was tied up uh, one to one. You know, I think that's a little closer than we want to be. Yeah. Uh, especially with UNC. Not that they're a bad team, but uh, it was a you know it was a close game. I think uh, we kind of got off to a little bit of a slow start too. So it was. Uh, both teams played great throughout the whole game, and to finally get one, uh, I think uh, Gabe Peruso was in net from just finally to be able to get one another one past him and take the lead. And Jack comes back like a minute later and yep. uh, gets another one in there. So, um, yeah, just the overall atmosphere. I think we had a there were 6,100. I think maybe a thousand of them were UNC, and the rest if were all that. state fans. If that. So I, hope I we think have uh, the band there this it year was uh, yeah. basically like our our home game for that. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I believe Kristoff's gotten the band coming back Sweet. again this year. Good so stuff. Should be a pretty good event. And also, I know we're opening up alcohol sales and concession uh, wow. sales. Wow. So that's when you know it's that's real. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah that's so, a very big deal. Um, I know. I think they're going to do two concessions concession stands so I'm hoping they do a little bit more beer carts than that because I'm sure that's going to be the popular hot spot there for it right I'm sure that anybody yeah, anybody that comes to our yeah. games knows yeah. that the uh, <laughs> beer is the hot spot so I mean so you play I mean just talk about like how loud it is there I mean you play the iceplex you draw a ton of people mm -hmm. Charlottesville I know there's a lot of people I think Wilmington is known. Yeah, for Wilmington's a always a fun crowd to play yeah. in front of. Uh, not the not the nicest to us, but they're <laughs> always a, they're always fun to fun to beat. Yeah, so definitely want to recommend anybody to come on out. It's a five dollar donation at the door. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I believe you mentioned that last year it was a UNC home game, so the donations went towards their hockey. Correct. Team. Um, so it is technically a free event. 
we uh, do have to say that we are asking for a five dollar donation so all of the upfront costs that come with this game are nc state hockey is paying for so you know we're just doing our best to kind of get our money back for that and we're using it as a fundraiser for the rest of the season for our team so we're just asking for a five dollar donation um from everybody that attends uh, if you can do it great um if not no worries hope you have fun enjoy the event anyway yeah, Park, parking is free, and uh, you can tailgate as long as you want to. So I'll go ahead and add that in there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I definitely think that, you know, the donation is important. Even last year to donating to UNC and they're getting the money, you still want to grow hockey Absolutely. in the yeah. area. And I think, uh, you know, both coaches, uh, Jeff Volkman with UNC and uh, Giz uh, Mike Gazzillo with obviously us, right. Um they, they've really done a great job of not just focusing on growing their respected teams, but really um, college hockey as a whole in the, uh, the Central Carolina area. So I think, <clears throat> I mean, just to have the ability to be able to put this game on at PNC Arena, that, that didn't happen, <laughs> you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. That So I think we're definitely making steps in the right direction to um, – you know, grow uh, ACCHL hockey as a whole in the southwest region or southeast region. Sorry, not southwest. I don't even know where I am either. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we talk about the PNC game. Anything else you want to add? You know, what's the reason the fans should come out? We obviously talk about donations, watching a great game. I mean, last year was probably one of the better games you guys played in in terms of, like, quality of play. Yeah, no, I think it was just the – atmosphere alone that yeah. uh you know definitely ups our quality of play it was great and i mean we can speak to this because we go to pretty much every basketball game it was louder than any basketball game <laughs> last year well, that's, yes that's awesome to hear there were people who were like that was the most fun i've had in pnc yeah. and like this was the most fun i've had at any nc state sporting event so i have all ideas those people that came last year are going to bring right. probably like 10 people with them yeah, well, that would definitely so. be awesome to see. I, I mean, I don't think anybody that came last year won't be there if they can help it. So, no, that that's awesome to hear. You know, um, obviously we're trying to grow the event, make it a reoccurring right. event every year, maybe twice a year if we we can get the time for it. So, um, just the atmosphere alone, just being able to skate out on the ice. I remember I'm like, oh, you know, probably like fifteen hundred people are gonna be here. I get out there and sections yeah. i believe 101 to 109 are just completely filled and i'm like oh wow <laughs> certainly wasn't expecting that so <laughs> yeah. that's pretty cool um you get out there and everybody's going crazy and you know it, it, it was even better to see that um i think four three-fourths of that those sections were filled with wolfpack red right. over carolina blue so um, that's always a good day yeah, yeah. it's always a good day <laughs> So are, do you get nervous before games? Every single game. Every single game. Every Did you get more nervous game. for that game once you saw the crowd? or? Um, I got nervous the other night when we just played, did our little promotional for like two and a half minutes outside uh, or during the intermission of the Canes game against UNC. So uh, I don't know. It's just always been a thing of mine. Yeah. Um, I just always get nervous. I it's not like I get sick to my stomach or anything and can't play, but it's just. T.A. McClinton threw up before every game. No, that see, I, I don't think I, I don't think I could do that. But uh, no, I, I definitely do. You know, get the nerves. I think it's good that we have warm ups just to kind of like calm down, make sure you know you're good to go. But other, yeah, I do get nervous. I think uh, 
this game is definitely something to be nervous about too. So, so you're human is what <laughs> you're saying. Oh, I know. <laughs> Even I know. scoring six goals, you are still human. I know. So, um, uh, even before that Charlotte game, I was nervous too. So <laughs> it's just, you know, you, you don't want, I mean, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's good. I think, uh, Coach Gazillo said this before, but you got to hate losing more than you want to win. So yeah. I think I'm just nervous to go out there and lose. <laughs> and then so that makes you play well. That, yeah, exactly. So it makes you kind of play better a little bit. But, um, yeah, I'm not nervous of, like, screwing anything up or, um, you know, embarrassing myself or anything because that happens on a daily basis. <laughs> so, uh, but I think I'm more nervous, you know, to lose or to be uh, to get defeated. So. Yeah. It'll be a good game on Monday night. I believe it starts at 7. 7 o'clock. Doors open at 6, uh, six probably. 6.30 uh, maybe. Mm, I think they're going to open it up probably. 6, 6 6.30 if you do get there a little early. They better do 6. I'm going to be able to get all those people in there I think before it's the gonna game be, I'm starts. pretty sure it's 6. They'll probably do an hour before. That I'm guessing. So. We'll check it. in to see. You got it right there. If we have. Are they doing the clinic? Triangle Special Needs Hockey yes. Association. So there is a TSHA uh, clinic beforehand um, where we'll probably have three or four guys go out and help out with Triangle Special Hockey Association. So Stu and JV always do a great job over there with the sled hockey team and um, helping kids with uh, physical disabilities, uh, you know, play hockey and still be able to have fun, go out on the ice, skate around, um, get a game going. So... I've actually been working with them for a very long time, probably since I was in eighth grade. So that would have been 2008, 2009. So um, just, you know, a great program, great people over there. They've uh, been working really hard to get their brand up too. So, and, and they do a wonderful job and a wonderful thing that they do. Yeah, that event won't be open to the public, I don't think. But it's still a great thing yeah. for the team to do. Yeah. And um, Gates do open at 6. Though. Gates do open at yes. 6. Gates so open get at six. there early, tailgate, and um, – just to be clear, the donations for this game will go towards NC State. Yes, correct. Uh, last game, uh, last time we played at PNC, they went to UNC. Right. This game, they will go to us. So just wanted to clarify that. I think that'll do it for us, Sam. I don't have any other questions for you. We're looking forward to seeing you out there on the ice on Monday. Absolutely. And we're hoping to 6,000 beat that number, 8,000 maybe. Let's yeah. hope. Eight or 9,000. That'd so. be awesome. Good luck uh, on Saturday against thank, Wilmington. Thank you very much. It's always a fun game against those guys. So yeah, We'll be down there. We'll team. actually be down there for radio coverage, so be sure to check us out on WKNC 88.1 in Raleigh. Sam, thank you for joining us here on The Howler. Thank you very much for having me. We want to thank Sam Banishevitz for joining us. Great guy, great hockey player, and, uh, you know, hope you guys will join us out there at PNC Arena on Monday night. Now let's shift to some football, and we'll talk a little bit of basketball later on. Football game for me, it was pretty simple. I know you didn't actually get a chance um, to watch the game. Sad. Yeah, I, I watched the whole game. and um, Work. I don't really have a ton of work, analysis. Work, 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 work. That's what I was doing. I was working. Okay. Were <laughs> you working for American Idol, or why are you saying <laughs> I was actually working for here, covering some women's club basketball, who did win nice. the entire Raleigh Rumble tournament. Shout we out to the women's some, club basketball. Absolutely. Team. We saw some great stuff. Um, so you missed the football game. I did not miss the football game. Um, my thoughts on the game are pretty simple. We didn't play well, but we found a way to win. In fact, we played pretty terrible. Um, <laughs> pretty terrible. Yeah, but I mean – 
to me, that game was so significant because NC State has had such issues in the past winning games just like that, coming off of a big game, and you just fall flat on your face. And you know what? In my opinion, NC State fell flat on their face, but they were still able to find a way to win, and I think that – I mean, that says a lot about this team. I agree. I feel like they're – I, for whatever reason, I can't think of what game it is right now where we did not play well, but we still This won. year? Yes. Pitt? Yes. Thank yeah. you. I was Well, we played much better against Pitt than we did here. Yeah. So I've heard, but yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like that – shows the kind of players that we have, but yeah. also the kind of coach that we have. Right. Because they're not allowing us to – they're not allowing the NC State players to get yeah down and out. No, and they found a way to win games. Yeah. And, um, I mean, to me, that's the mark of a good team. When you don't play well, you're on the road in a trap game. Same thing against Pitt. You found a way to win. Obviously, Pitt played much better in the second half, but I don't know. I mean, to Boston play – Boston College is not a bad team. No, they're not a bad team at all. And I was honestly – I was shocked to see us play that bad. I didn't come out to expect – I didn't expect us to light the low on fire. But we I mean, we played awful. And um, to win a game is uh, – it's huge. And um, – Keeps your chances alive for the Orange Bowl. Play Wake Forest and uh, Chapel Hill to finish out the season. And, I mean, we talked about not making the ACC championship game. And Florida State almost beat Clemson. So, I, I mean, something crazy almost happened. But either way, um, NC State still has a lot to play for this year. Ten wins would be a huge season. I th NC State's on track for a top 15 ranking if you win these next two games. Maybe even a top 10 ranking if you win your bowl game. I'm not sure. We can actually probably look it up. The highest an NC State, NC State team has ever finished in the regular season in the poll. Um, but to me, it's just... It's one of the top searches on Google, believe it or not. Interesting. But um, Okay, well, they posted about it in 2015. Okay, well, e I mean, either way, if NC State finishes 10-3... and three, um, I think NC State will be a top 10 team. Um, the Orange Bowl is certainly a possibility. Um, it's been discussed on Twitter. Joe Giglio from the News Observer. Go ahead. We have finished the season ranked in the AP poll 12 times, but the highest was 11th in 1974. So in the last, since 2000, we finished 12th and 25th, and that's it. 2002? Um, guess who was here? Philip Rivers. Yes, indeed. Um, but NC State's got that to play for, and uh, I think NC State has earned a lot of respect around the country based on the way they played against Clemson and um, winning against Boston College, and I just think it speaks a lot to the program, the maturity that the team has shown. You know, I've, I've been thinking about this this week. Last year, the team should have won nine games. They only won six, I think. Um, this year, probably should have been in the ACC championship game, but they're on track for nine wins, nine or ten, and, um, you know, so you're taking steps forward, and that's what you do when you're um, stuck in mediocrity for so long, which NC State was. Dave Dorn has come in here, and he's changed the culture, and NC State's getting better every year, and um, obviously next year there could be a drop-off depending on um, whether or not Ryan Finley's back, but 
to me, it just shows the mark of an of the program improving and um, winning a game like Boston College. That's huge. You know, I mean, everybody knows that any NC State team in the past would have lost that game. And um, I think it speaks mi miles. What am I saying? It speaks so well of the program to not lose a game like that because that's how you become an ACC championship contender by not losing to Boston College and not losing to Pittsburgh. Those are the games that get you. You know, when you're able to upset Clemson, per se, obviously it didn't happen this year, but a lot of times you upset Clemson or Florida State and then you go and lose to Boston College or Wake Forest, and then it doesn't matter that you beat Clemson. Well, NC State hasn't done that. And uh, I just think that speaks highly of Dave Doran and where the program is. Um, Wake. Yeah, we play Wake Forest this week. That'll be interesting because last time we last time this th I say this team because the seniors this year were sophomores. Yeah. Last time they went to Wake Forest, and that was the first time they won at Wake Forest in yeah years. Growing up, my family went to Wake Forest football games to watch NC State play Wake Forest. We went yeah to Wake Forest. And I never, we never, won. I never saw us win. Yeah. So my family stopped going. Yeah. And I mean, I actually remember going into the season, looking at the schedule and you saw Louisville, Florida State, Clemson, and those were all tough games, obviously. But uh, NC State has never won this three game stretch that they're in right now. Boston College, Wake Forest, and UNC. NC State has only won those three games once since Boston College joined the ACC. And they've never done it when Boston College and Wake Forest were on the road and Chapel Hill was at home. They've never won those three games in a season. And this year they have three in a row. And, um, I mean, that would be a huge – I mean, that's be that's beating the teams that you're supposed to beat, and that could get you in the Orange Bowl. If not the Orange Bowl, then the Citrus Bowl. You know, those bowls are a big deal. And um, NC State doesn't want to be in the Belk Bowl or the – Independence Bowl or the Sun Bowl. NC State needs to be playing on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, something like that. And I feel like when we say beating the teams we're supposed, like NC State is supposed to beat, I feel like that's a little bit different this year when you look at it the is. ACC because the Atlantic especially has kind of been turned on its head this year. Yeah, it has. Because this Boston College team is the same team that beat Florida State, what, 38-3? to Something like that. Two weeks ago. Yeah. And, I mean, to be fair. Syracuse beat Clemson. Florida State did not show up to that game. They they quit. No. They quit. And, um, but either way, I mean, NC Boston College is a bold team. Wake Forest is a bold team. Louisville is a bold team. Florida State's going to be a bold team, even though they're 3-6 and six right now. They're going to make a bowl. Yeah. And um, Pitt. Actually, Pitt lost to Chapel Hill, so I don't think they're going to make a bowl. But, I mean, even still, I mean, NC State's beat some good teams this year. and um, It's been interesting, that's for sure. It's still somewhat disappointing, just like last year was somewhat disappointing because you should have beat Clemson. This year's somewhat disappointing because you should be in the ACC championship game in my book. And um, But still, nine wins. If you can finish out nine wins, seven and one in the ACC, I don't think you have many regrets on this season, especially when you look at, the injury to Naheem Hines and uh, Justin Jones, the two biggest games of the year. I mean, that's what kills you is two injuries to probably your most important players for the running game. Justin Jones on defense, Naheem on offense. Playing without those guys against 
top five teams, Notre Dame and Clemson. I mean, that's that's a tough ask of your football team. And um, not here to make excuses, but yeah. I mean, I looking agree. back, I don't I don't think you can have many regrets on this season if you finish out at nine and three here. Um, before we get into basketball, what's your score prediction for Saturday against Wake Forest? Jeez. You do this to me every week, and it still blindsides me, and it still makes me nervous. Yeah. While you think about your score, I will say this. NC State can make the Orange Bowl, and um, there's two ways it can happen. One of them is pretty unlikely. The first one is that Clemson and Miami make the playoff. That is that's possible. They're second and third in the poll this week, so they've just got to stay there. Miami whipped up yeah, on Notre did. Dame. They did. Uh, that shocked me. That was insane. I did not expect that. But, look, if Alabama wins out, wins the SEC, they knock Auburn and Georgia out of contention. Ohio State is seventh, I believe. So they've got a ways to go. But they play Wisconsin, who's fifth. So if Ohio State beats Wisconsin for the Big Ten Championship or Michigan – if Michigan beats Wisconsin this week, actually, and then Wisconsin goes on to that Big Ten and beats Ohio State, there's no way that any of those teams are jumping Clemson and Miami, assuming Clemson beats Miami. That's the that's the contingent, is that Clemson has to beat Miami, because I'm not sure that a two-loss Clemson team would get in, depending on what else happens. Um, but we'll see. It's possible. The other way it could happen is Miami could fall on its face. And I say that because I don't fully trust Miami yet. Um, they play Virginia and Pitt, I want to say. Uh, so it's possible. It really is. And um, it's possible for NC State to make the Orange Bowl. Miami probably won't fall on their face. And they would have to fall behind NC State in the college football rankings, which is a ways to go. Um, but you never know. Crazier things have happened. And um, – it just blows my mind that Wake Forest is six and four and is third in the Atlantic. Yeah, scored sixty four points last week against Syracuse. That's crazy. This Wake Forest team was known for their defense. Sixty four points. But Syracuse also scored forty three points. Yeah, that was a crazy game. I did not watch it, but yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens. What's your score prediction? Oh my goodness. Um, I'm gonna go. Gonna NC I'm gonna go NC State. <laughs> Sorry, were you going to say, were you going to, I was waiting for you to think of something. I am, well, now that you've said NC State, I don't know. So you're going to, you were going to pick NC State. I was going to say NC State is going to win by a touchdown. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I think NC State wins. Um, I think if NC State had lost last week, I'd be a little more skeptical. But I think losing next week. This is a big game. It's under the lights. This is a good Wake Forest team. This is one of the biggest matchups between these two teams in a long time, and I think NC State will be ready to go. It's terrifying. I'm not as scared of it, probably because I, I didn't go to Wake Forest games growing up. So I am, like, traumatized. <laughs> okay, it is a traumatic experience as a young child to travel in a car for that far. And watch a football team lose. And watch your favorite team on the face of the planet lose every single time you go. <laughs> yeah. I think NC B Is it BB&T Field? Isn't that what it's called? Something like that, it, yeah. It's not my favorite place. <laughs> no. Um, I, would be, I would be lying if I said it didn't hurt my feelings. I, I'll take NC State 35-24, no field goals. 
Dang. Yeah, I mean, 35-24, maybe a late touchdown for the pack. I don't know. I I believe in this team. I respect that. I'm, I, I really believe in this team. I just try not to get too excited if you feel what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I can't blame you. All right, what are you going to go with? I said we were going to win by a touchdown. Okay, sorry. It's okay. I missed that. It's okay. All right, let's talk a little basketball here before we go. <laughs> Kevin Keats' era started last week. We've seen All hail Kevin Keats. <laughs> We've seen uh, three games so far, and uh, first game against VMI. VMI did not belong in the same court as NC State. Um, Bless them. 109 points? You know what it was? At least over scored 100. over 100. Yeah. And uh, Charleston Southern and Bryant actually looked like they belonged on the floor. Um, so they gave NC State a little bit of a tougher challenge. And uh, I don't think I ever got nervous. No, I watching was never nervous. either one of those games. Bryant wasn't missing a shot for the first ten minutes. No, of the game. and I and knew they were going to go cold eventu- eventually. Yeah, eventually they were going to miss. And I think that's that. I was thinking about this last night at the game. To me, the biggest difference between Keats's defense and Gottfried's defense is that he actually plays. That they actually play well, it. Well, yeah, but I remember last year, the year before, always watching Gottfried's team play defense. Pretty much your best defense was hoping that they would miss and that you would get the rebound. This team doesn't do that. They force you to make a play. And you know what? Sometimes they make a play and you give them credit. Like the other team is good at offense too. And um, and you're not going to get every one either. No. That's like impossible. 27 turnovers? That's what they were talking about that last night on the post game was that in the games that NC State has played this year, they have had – the other team has had more turnovers than they have made field goals, right. except for last night when they tied at 27. And obviously things will change, you know, well, as, yeah, the, as the competition ramps the up. The ACC is rolling around. Right, and you're not going to be able to press for 40 minutes against those teams, especially with only eight players. Nine once Abu gets back. But, yeah. I mean, I like what I see. And um, Shout out Braxton Beverly. Yeah, happy for him. He's I was really freed. happy for him. Me and, too. Uh, NC State needs him. To be honest, I wasn't sure that NC State would need him this year, but I was wrong. NC State does need him this year. And um, How about Darius Hicks, though? Yeah, Darius Hicks. Talking I about that a couple minutes ago, he looks like a poor man's Leonard Freeman. So I, I like it. He brings some energy. I like it. He He's does. He's a good athlete. And I think he has him playing so much. One, because of Boo's out, obviously. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to go from playing 10, 15 minutes to having absolutely, like, yeah. none. The I don't think that's going to happen because he is, like, he's playing right now and he's producing. So right. it's not like he's just a warm body on the court. Like, clearly Keats has been working with Ten him. Ten points and five rebounds yeah. last night. Clearly Keats has been working with him and sees something in him as a player and as a person that Keats is saying, I need you to do this. And last night he produced, and yeah. we needed him to. And he's got potential. He really does. He's a great athlete. Yeah. He, he plays hard. And um, and it makes you wonder what else Keats could do with someone like Sean Kirk. And the guys who I've haven't. I've seen a lot of people upset about Sean Kirk. The guys who haven't played as much or didn't play as much under Gottfried. Yeah. Well, Darius Hicks didn't play too much in the first two games. Right, it's yeah. only been three games. We don't want to jump to conclusions. Yeah, we've played three games against, 
you know, teams that aren't even going to sniff the NCAA tournament. So I know people are upset about Sean Kirk, and here's my stance is, look, Keats is playing. Every, he wants to play as many people as he can. So, so Sean Kirk is doing something that is keeping him out of the lineup. I don't know if it's lack of defense and practice. That's That would be my guess. Um, I know people want to see him because he dunks a lot. I think, and he's a great he's a great athlete as well. But I think people like the energy that Sean Kirk brings, and you've mentioned that many times. Dunks and right. through just insane athletic abilities, but yeah. I really, I really, and truly think that that's what it is. People want the excitement. They want yeah. to see the dunks. They went from Dennis Smith. Yeah, I did. I was actually thinking about it. this last night. Kevin Keats talked about leading the country in dunks. Or having a specific player. And uh, I want to say a UNCW player did that last year. And obviously Abu's not playing yet. But NC State doesn't really dunk a lot. And I know that's really meaningless, but I just thought that was interesting that he talked about that. Yeah. And that hasn't really happened. I'm not sure if that's because Abu hasn't played yet. And Lenard and Amir aren't exactly the most athletic guys out there. But I mean, Darius had Yeah, he's had a couple dunks. One last so we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens when Abu comes back. Will that push Darius Hicks back to zero minutes? A little healthy competition never hurt anybody. Yeah. And I'm also interested to see what um, Coach Keats does when you've got to play three bigs. I mean, you have to play Amir, Lenard, and Abu. Those guys are too good to keep on the bench. And so Keats only likes to play one big. That's all he's done in the first three games. Amir and Lenard have yet to be on the court at the same time. Speaking of Amir. I think people are upset. I, in fact, I know people are upset. Yeah. I don't think that they're upset. I know they're upset. Yeah. And, you, I mean, I, I'm here to defend Amir. And you have a theory as to why people are upset. I every, – everybody heard about the 96, 97-point scoring, seven-footer Amir Yurt 7 yep. from Turkey. Europe. Yep. Everybody heard about him, and he isn't scoring 97 points, and people are getting angry. Yeah. And I, I mean, think it's a little much. I, I do, too. I agree with you. And here's what I, here's what I like from Amir. Were you going to say something else? I want to see more threes from Amir. I do, too. And um, I want to see more jump shots in general. Yes. Um. Because that's his game. His game is not going inside and banging in the post like and Abu and like Lenard. And that's fine. Like, that it really I would is. Like, I would – I mean, how many rebounds does he have? I'm not sure. Do you know how many he got the other night? I think he had like five or six last night, which really isn't bad considering the foul trouble he's been in. Yeah. And that's another issue is him being in foul trouble. But, but it's – A lot of that is the official. I was about to say, a lot of the times it's not his fault. Yeah. It's literally just that he's taller and than everyone else. And that's glorified against these teams because their post guys are 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, whereas in the ACC they're 6'8", six, or 6'9". So, so he's just, he's super tall. and I want to say he's gotten like 12 fouls so far in three games. And at least three. half of them have just been phantom fouls. Like there's nothing there, at least from my viewpoint. But here's what Amir brings to the table for me. It's his defensive presence. I counted... Two block shots. I'm pretty sure he had four in one of the first two games. Last night, I counted two. 
and then he altered another shot where the guy just threw it up off the backboard because Amir was in his face. That's three shots right there that Amir kept out of the basket. That's six points he kept off the board. That's a lot, especially considering the amount of minutes he played. The other thing I wanted to say was going into last night, he scored, he was averaging, uh, of course, only over two games, so let's not get um, too excited, but 12 points in 15 minutes per game. What more do you want from the man offensively? Last night he missed a couple of easy shots, but he still found he scored five points, five six points, you know. One of which was a three. One of which was a three. Run more pick and pop for him. That's what we need to see. And um, I just I agree with you. I think people's expectations are way too high. I think he's an NBA player. I think he's looked like one through three games, and I don't think that people in the on Twitter in this in the arena that doesn't help either everybody not booing but you know getting upset being vocal being vocal i mean i don't like it and it, i'm sure he doesn't like i know he doesn't like it and i'm sure he knows about it too um so it it really frustrates me with nc state fans and uh he brings a lot to the table and he's his rebounding has improved a lot yeah I mean, that was one thing I noticed last year. He got two or three rebounds on the defensive side. Where the, I mean, those were big rebounds, and I'm not sure he would have gotten those last year. Um, so credit to him on that. And I'm looking forward to seeing him improve this year. He's only 19 years old, so he's going to continue to get better. And um, the most important thing about him for me is for NC State to succeed as a program, you've got to get guys to the NBA. And Amir is the first guy that, Coach Keats has to get to the NBA. None of the, nobody else is an NBA prospect, and uh, so I think it's super important that Omir gets to the NBA after this year as a first round pick. Hopefully, um, he was pretty close to being one last year. I think I don't know that for sure, but he went through the evaluation, and uh, I mean he was seriously considering leaving. So hopefully, he can leave this year and get drafted and. Uh, I'd love to see that. It'll help with recruiting. It'll help with a lot of things. Anything else on basketball? I think we play again tomorrow night, and then we have a week off before Arizona. Um, yeah, much-needed rest under yeah. Coach Keats' system. Yeah, that's another thing. Fatigue. I think this is going to be four games in seven days or something like that. They were. They looked really strong the first game against VMI, partially yeah. because VMI is yeah, VMI was who they good. are. But these better teams and when I say better I mean better than VMI are exhausting because yeah. they got like NC State has the pedal to the metal for 40 minutes, 40 minutes. Yeah. and that's exhausting yeah so I'm they look to be in pretty good shape though I'm not gonna lie to you yeah they don't stop that's for sure yeah I mean, a lot of the older guys have played well. Leonard Freeman's playing really well. Great to see him back out on the court. Absolutely. Torn Dorn. He reminds me of T.J. Warren, and here's why. You don't have to run plays for him. Yep. He just, you look up. I told you this the other night. Mm -hmm. You look up, he's got eight points. You look up again, he's got 17. And you don't run plays for him. He just finds the ball, puts it in the basket. He always makes the right play. It's glorious. It is. And his dunk last night was Sports Center top ten. Sports Center top ten. It shocked me. I did not know he had that in him. He's a great athlete, but I did not know he had that in him. And it came out of nowhere. Yeah. It was kinda like 
I mean, I know it's not on the same level because it's, like, Dennis, you know? But, like, it was kind of one of those, like, Dennis dunks where it was, like, he looked like he was just going to lay it up, and then it was, like, whoa-bam. And it was, yeah. like, where did that come from? And yeah. I just – it was – it was insane. It was the, a great Everybody dunk. was, like, yeah. freaking out. I would like to see more. <laughs> I would, too. I think I'm, he surprised himself. I'm here himself. for it. <laughs> I think he surprised himself. He mean-mugged hard after that dunk, though. Yeah. It was a great play, and uh, we'll look to see more of it. Markel Johnson's another guy. 29 assists through three games, and uh, he's been great. Um, NC State needed him to be great in order to have a successful season, and he's off to a really good start. So And I think he's only going to get better. I think so, too. Keats seems like he's expecting more, and if he's expecting more, I think Markel has more to give. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah. Excited to see. It was him. great to see uh, – Great to see the team battle for Atlantis next week. Play Arizona. How do you feel about that game? I'll tell you what. I think we can keep it close. I'm not going to sit here and tell you NC State's going to win that game. But I think that could be a close game into the second half. Um, You're going to have to shoot better from three. Uh, I mean, that's going to be a weakness all year. There's no two ways about it. That's going to be a problem all year. Um, NC State did not have a good good night the other night from no. behind the arc. So. But, I mean, if NC State shoots 40% from three, 45% from three, I could see NC State keeping that one cl- close. And, uh, I don't know, Arizona to me is one of the more underrated teams in the country, even at number three. So, um, we'll see what happens. You know, even one win in the battle for Atlantis, you're going to have a tough game in game two. And, um who are those matchups? In I'm honestly games? not sure who will play uh, in the second game. It depends on who wins. I know that. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, the the second and third games depend on who wins. Um, I don't know what happens in the first one. Uh, I think Villanova is also in the tournament, so we could end up playing Arizona and Villanova. But that would involve beating Arizona. So we're not going to count on that, which – I mean, hey, it's a good experience for the guys to go down to um, the Bahamas. So it looks like NC State's going to play either SMU or yeah. Northern Illinois. Northern, Northern Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, in the second round. So th- both of those will be good games. And then in the third game, it d- I mean, obviously it depends on what happens. It would either be Villanova, Western Kentucky, Purdue, or Tennessee. So um, it'll be a good experience for the guys, good team bonding. They went to Italy over the summer. And um, one game, I mean, if they win one game, I'm happy with that. You win two games, I think you're ecstatic. And um, obviously winning the whole thing would be uh, pretty sure we're already building the statue if that happens. <laughs> yeah. So um, Put him right next to Jimmy V over yeah. there at Reynolds we'll Coliseum. We'll see what happens. I'd love to predict that we win two games. I don't know enough about the rest of the team, rest of the teams there, so I'll just go ahead and say we win one game there. What do you think? How many games are we going to win? Two. Two. Two would be a great, great start. I don't think anybody would have any complaints about that. I'm here for it. Yeah. So that will do it for us here on The Howler. Thank you for joining us, talking a little basketball, football. We'll do the same thing again next week. I think we'll be taping before the battle for Atlantis actually happens. So we may not talk as much basketball. Yeah. Um, Shout out Sam for coming in. Yeah. want to thank Sam Manischewitz. Sam. 
Shamdana Shamdana. We'll be sure to talk about hockey on the podcast, too. Absolutely. Because that's going to be a fun one. Please, on please, night. please make it out to PNC on Monday. Yeah. You won't regret it. Even if you're only there for a little while. I know it is work. I know everybody has work or yeah. class. You won't regret it, though. I promise no, you won't regret it. you won't. It's fantastic. It's a great atmosphere. $5 donation. Doors open at 6. Game starts at 7. Sam did tell us after the after he was here, he wanted to let everybody know Roy Cooper will be dropping the puck. I believe that's who it is, Roy Cooper. Is that who he said? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we are awful citizens. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> yes, because it's called the Governor's Cup. No, Roy Cooper's the governor. I'm saying, is Roy Cooper the one that's dropping <laughs> it? I think so. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to figure this out. So if you have no other reason to come out, there's yes. a famous politician dropping the puck. Roy Cooper <laughs> will be dropping the puck. Oh, jeez. I knew, okay, I knew Roy uh. Cooper was the governor. I did not remember if it was him that was dropping the puck. Yeah, that's how. That's where I was at. Okay. So. so lots of stuff. They'll have concessions. $5 donation, like I said, it'll go towards NC State hockey team. And, um. Speaking for them, I know that they'll love any support, $1, $10, $5, whatever it may be. 100 if you're feeling ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they'll take it, and um, we hope to see you out there. Um, we will be covering the game. Pack TV is covering yeah. the game. So if you can't make it out there, you can watch on YouTube. It's going to be a big shoot for us. Yeah. I think we'll have pretty much everybody who works here will be out there. Yes, there so. it will be a four-camera shoot. So wow. It'll be, it'll be big. There you go. Definitely want to make sure you get out to that. Football takes on Wake Forest at 7.30 on Saturday. I believe that game's on ESPNU. 7.30? Yeah, it's a night game. Wow. Yeah. Big time. Big time football. And uh, I believe the basketball team plays somebody tomorrow night. <laughs> um, thank you for joining us here on the Haller. That'll do it. We want to thank Stan Banaschewitz. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of PAC-TV. Find out more at go.ncsu.edu slash sports.